Welcome back to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. I'm Dave. And uh, welcome to episode number five. 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 Oh, man. We are moving along here, Dave. Having a great time, too. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. Hopefully, uh, folks listening are having a great time. Of course. And and if you're not, by the way, you can always send us an email with some show topics to mailbag at nevertoserious.com. Hey. That's not a bad little segue there. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I can throw some of that stuff in there once in a while. I was just going to suggest if they didn't like it, that they just ought to turn up the volume. (laughs) Change the channel if they don't like it? Oh, I didn't say that. Okay. I just figured their volume was too low. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, let's talk about stuff. What do you say, Dave? I think that's a good plan. Good idea? Okay. So... Uh, my, my crazy kid, he's, you know, he's a conservative in training. Um, he was complaining to me about, you know, how he is in school and even some of his teachers kind of push back on him a little bit because he's more conservative than they are. Right. Anyway. And so he thought, well, what, what about talking about that in the podcast? So he, he pays basically, um, posed the question, you know, what, what's it like? living as a conservative in a very liberal place. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, maybe we can talk about that because we do live in Oregon and we are, you're probably more conservative than I am, but I'm leaning that direction. And I, for certain, have different, you know, issues, not only with our governor, but also how, you know, what our laws look like and, you know, I work in an environment where most people are very, very left-leaning, and so I don't say a whole lot during that time. Um, you know, when I'm when I'm at work. Smart move, buddy. Uh, yeah. Well, it's my livelihood. I don't want to screw that up, right? Uh, anyway, so I was kind of curious. You, being a conservative, living in a very liberal state, um, how do you handle it? What do you do? What's your life like in this weird liberal world we live in? the truth (laughs) well i mean as much truth as we're allowed to say (laughs) i will say no i I will say i try to have a little bit of fun with it because it is it it is a little bit rough sometimes so i'll tell you how i if i feel ornery okay i'll tell you a couple of things that i do to relieve some pressure Mm -hmm. is perhaps maybe today even there was a gentleman that had a crazy bunch of Obama stickers on the back of his rig and stuff. And that was a while ago. And, uh, I know, yeah. man, die hard. Um, <laughs> and so I do have to, you know, I, I, I won't lie. I don't recall exactly what I said. It wasn't too harsh, but you know, so I had to, had a PA system. So I had to like oh say God, something Dave. about him, <laughs> Jeez. you know, it might've been something just like Trump 2020, something like that. Nothing too bad, but mm-hmm. I try to have some types of fun like that. Uh-huh. If I can, <laughs> the PA systems come in. Handy. Well, there's a lot of ter- there's a lot of terrible bumper stickers out there, you know, and they put them on there because I thought that that maybe they just wanted some recognition, and yeah, I just wanted to provide some. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I do believe that they have the right to to uh, be who they want to be. Yeah. But well, do you find I have to mess with them once in a while? Do you you find yourself kind of uh, surrounding yourself with? other like-minded people like conservatives do you have friends that are liberal no i do not that's a that might be a lie kind of my, <laughs> they're my afraid close, to tell my you. close friends yeah <laughs> no um they're they're not it be honest with you it would be really hard for me to i know it might sound shallow but it'd be really hard for me to interact with a bunch of liberals right now mm-hmm I don't. I, I know that there are some people out there that we could just shoot the breeze, mm-hmm. but as life is going, it's 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 just too in your face that it, we'll end up talking politics. We'll end up talking COVID. We'll end up talking something. Right. Re, re, everything religion. There's so much mm-hmm. division, <clears throat> and I think they're a bunch of fucking commies anyway. So <laughs> that's what really makes me angry about it. <laughs> I just, I just hate the 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 way that it is going, and mm-hmm. and I do believe there's a lot of left that doesn't want our country to go to. People say socialism. I say communism. I say, mm-hmm. you know, building down, taking down America. But I think that uh, 
that oh. does it seem to well does it seem to you that that everything is very one direction and having folks that are uh you know for that you know liberal direction there's just not room in your life to have those folks is that <clears throat> it's not for me no I don't think there's a whole lot of room for that yeah it's I think it's because I it, it's deeper for me it's mm-hmm. I feel like 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 you said yeah I, I am a conservative because I feel that that we have been given a gift from our founding fathers and they built it for us and and I try to follow and and keep sacred the gift of the greatest country that in on our in history of our mm-hmm. planet and is it flawless no not at all not even close yeah. but i i am proud and uh, you can fact check it all you want it is the best country ever yeah. but um so it, it's hard for me to want to share a table if you will with people that i know believe or at least how about this may not even believe it but are voting for tearing it down Mm -hmm. they cannot you cannot tell me that they are Mm anti-constitution and they could say whatever they want it's actions that i am paying attention to right but it's hard for me to break bread with people and it doesn't matter to me that they may not see it like i see it which Mm -hmm. is i feel like i see it for what it is and they just feel that it will never turn socialism or, you know, or take away our, our rights and they'll vote it thinking that it's old school Democrats and it's not. Yeah. And, and shame on them for not, you know, doing some research of their own mm-hmm. because they're bringing it down and it's not for me. It's not even, maybe not even for my daughter, even though she's going to really suffer from it, mm-hmm. but her kids, oh my gosh. Yeah. Generationally. I, I kind of feel like you know I, my circle of friends are, are are pretty small at least outside of work my circle of friends pretty small um, you know my my wife has uh, a very small circle of friends and they are part of of, of my circle um, as far as I know most most every single one of them are um, the, my friends at work there are very very few um, that uh, would be, you know, sort of conservative leaning. Most everyone is is very liberal, and I'm still friends with most of them. Hopefully, you know, things that I've said in the past don't don't harm that. But but I spent at least pre-COVID spent a fair amount of time with those folks, and so knowing for me, knowing that they lean a certain direction, I don't talk about certain topics with them because right. I know that it's going to be a conflict, and and I'd like to maintain the friendship. But I think that in <laughs> in work there are, are relationships that you you do need to maintain outside of work. Um, you have a lot more freedom over the people that you're going to associate with, and there's limited time, right? Limited energy. I don't hang out with very many people at all. I mean, if it wasn't for the podcast, I wouldn't see you hardly at all, right? You know, um, and that's so, the same with me. Mm-hmm. My buddy Dustin decided to stop by and see me today, and mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen him in months. And I work with him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. been at least a month. I shouldn't say months, but mm-hmm. it's been a m- month or so. It's been a while. Yeah, I think my my concern is is that if I don't have people who who look at life differently, um, if if I don't have those folks in in my life, then I don't get to see close up uh, how how people that of course share other interests with me. I don't I don't see how they respond based on their their character. Like I can look at politics, I can look at our governor and go, you know, roll my eyes that this is like the most left-leaning, you know, socialist policies that yeah. are being implemented. Um but I don't know, you know, I don't know the governor personally and I and I and I don't know how behind the scenes she is as a, as a person, right? Uh, I only read what the news says or, you know, what other people are, are commenting about, you know, other people in, in media or talk shows or whatever. 
But on a personal level, knowing that some of my friends are left-leaning and knowing what their character is like, that gives me a little bit more insight into why they would lean left or, or agree with a policy that's, that's been in, in, enacted. Um, but have you asked them why they lean left? I've, I've, tried to, <laughs> I've tried to get that out of people. And you know why? <clears throat> they, they, they tell me all just talking points. Well, that's, that's and, and that's hard. It's hard because a lot of people, that's, that's their method of communicating is, is they have the, um, the party that they're affiliated with, their talking points, right? And they have assumptions about what the other party, what their talking points are, right? But for me, there's no foundation there. Though. Well, yeah. So, and, and this is one of the things that I get to, which is, which is if I understand their thought process, their, their, their character, what they value in life, then um, I can have a conversation with them and argue to them that the policy that they're agreeing with on, on, on that bullet point um, should uh, conflict with their, the way that they live their life. Right. Like, so for, for instance, you know, I've got a friend whose parent who is a parent and the way that they, they uh, parent their child is basically as a very responsible parent. Like they're not coddling the child. They're disciplining the child. They're trying to teach the child to be, uh, to have, uh, self like responsibility and, uh, accept mistakes that they make and not to blame their problems on other people. And I totally agree with all of those things. Yet they um, they they vote hard left uh, Democrat, and the policies in the way that hard left Democrats are um, want to basically not let you take the blame for any of your own problems, but rather spread it to the other people mm-hmm. who are causing the problems. It's like there's a there's a conflict there. And so I can make the argument to them that why is it that they agree with these public policies here that would then uh, basically disagree with how you parent your child and what, what lessons you're teaching them? Because the lessons that they're teaching them are more, I would say, conservative, or even in my case, sometimes it's a libertarian um, position. But, you know, if I didn't know them personally, right, I, I would never have these these insights and this ability to have a conversation. Now, on that point, though, there are some people I cannot have these conversations with. Like, I, they, they will get very, very defensive, and it, you, can, you can immediately see that it's going to create a conflict in, in the relationship that you have with yeah. them. And, and so those are the folks that I would struggle outside of you know a, a work environment or an environment where I, I need to have a good relationship with them um, you know those are the folks that I would struggle to have on a personal level because I know that it would create more of a division um, with us because I, I am opinionated I have a tendency to say things that I at my core agree with and and feel it's important to articulate to other people when when they say something that I go I totally disagree with that right you know so but like I said before uh, my my time is limited my circle of friends is small um, by choice I used to have a lot of friends high school uh, college um, and previous uh, workplaces and again I still have a small circle because it's just it requires a lot of effort to have a large circle of friends. Yeah, it does. So, but I think for me, living in Oregon, being more conservative and um, having all of the laws coming in into play. I mean, like laws that I would totally disagree with in like a fundamental personal liberty thing. Um, like case in point you know, Oregon has this ban. It's not all of Oregon. I think that some cities have the ability to, to reject it, but, uh, there's a, a ban on, on plastic reusable bags. Oh, right. You're okay. You yeah. know, you go to a convenience store and they won't give you your, you go up to the <laughs> counter with all these different things and they won't give you a bag. In some cases you can buy a bag right. and, you know, um, an extra nickel or 10 cents, depending on what the, um, some people don't even offer anything. I know. I know. And you know why? 
Because it costs them. Well, because they have to report it to DEQ, Department of Environmental Quality. Is that right? Yeah. So the DEQ, part of this law is that the DEQ has now been mandated to track um, the uh, the bags that have been purchased. So some of these, you know, mom and pop shops or, you know, the convenience stores where they just don't offer bags at all, it's because they don't want to have to um, uh, document and uh, report it to DEQ. Well, this little uh, little Cottrell shop, little mm-hmm. market down there. Yeah. Uh, whenever I go down there, they've uh, they always have little boxes, mm-hmm. and they just throw all the stuff in the box. In a box, you. yeah, yeah. Isn't that interesting? It's nice because they're going to just uh, recycle it, and ha- mm-hmm. it's a problem for them anyway. So yeah. it, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's a, that's a, actually a really good way to, to get around it. The uh, you know the bigger sh- stores uh, they have to you know they have to either charge you for a reusable bag you know either a plastic one that's of a certain thickness or you know whatever or it's a um, you know a cloth bag or you know in some cases paper bags but they still have to charge you for it they can't right. just give it to you now while we're in COVID a lot of stores have have just not worried about it. You know, and uh, and it's interesting. So I, I like to shop at Fred Meyer and do the self checkout, right? And they always have this spot where you can um, mark down how many bags that you are purchasing, right? And for them, it's great because then it's an automated automated system that they could report to to DEQ, uh, you know, whenever the reporting time is due, right? It's all in the computer. But the reality is, is that how many people are actually saying that they are buying the bag and they're just using the bag and walking off with it because the checkout person is not monitoring checking, it. yeah, not monitoring whether you're taking, you know, the nickel bag, so but, <laughs> you know, without claiming it. Well, so the reason why, ba- you know, plastic bags are bad for the environment, right? Mm-hmm. So, are they? Is I, it, I don't know the whole story. That's I know that's what the claim is. Well, that's 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 the reason for banning all these bags. I mm-hmm. thought, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just bullshit to me because the, you could buy them. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I thought they were bad. <laughs> well, you could pay, you could you could pay for that. Yeah, isn't it funny? It's really about government controlling what, the, what the population does. You know, yeah, right. Yeah, because the the bag thing, the the burden on the store is really the reporting side of it, right? Because anytime that a bag is purchased, they got to report it. Well, the reality is is that there's also then a uh, requirement for what the bag is made from, right? It has to be, you know, a certain percentage of post-consumer recyclable or whatever, um, but it also has to be a, still a certain thickness, right? Well, the reusable bags are so thin. Like a single bag uses oh. very, very little plastic. Those, the old reusable or excuse me, uh, single use ones. The reusables are much thicker, much heavier oh, duty okay. because they're going to be reused, right? Right. So the amount of plastic that goes into a new bag, or not a new bag, right? Because it's sort of a recycled thing. Um, there's way more plastic in that in volume than than the other single use bags. Yeah, but in 20 years, it would be like it would it would make sense. Yeah, you just have to use it. Yeah, yeah. But, you, you could probably do the math and see how many thousands of times. But you what have to I use find it. interesting is that it, as far as consumer behavior is that consumer behavior, uh, you get caught off guard, right? Because you go to the store and you forget a bag. Well, now I got to buy the bag, right? Which is a new behavior I have to I have to learn to do right. Um, so there's an impact in what my behavior then is, but my behavior when I take the bag home hasn't changed, right? right? So I'm still getting the same number of bags. Now they're thicker with more plastic, but my behavior when I get them home is I put them in the little storage thing because I use plastic bags around the house for other things, right. right? And once they get either too torn up or they get dirty or whatever, then I'll throw them out. So I do reuse, doesn't matter what the bag is, I still reuse, even right. the um, the paper bags, I still reuse unless unless the bottom falls out by the time I get home. Um, but, but my behavior at home hasn't changed. It's really just at the store. But now we've got these bags that have a lot more plastic in them. 
which are going to take more time to decompose or whatever. And the whole argument was that, you know, plastic bags are bad for the environment. Right. You know? But I want to remind people, you know, old asses like myself remember that the same people or type of the people or organization mm-hmm. was saying the same thing about paper bags a long time ago. Right. You know, <laughs> right. they're bad. We're killing force. We got to stop it. We use these bags. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that presented it. I mean, for come on, mm-hmm. to, to replace those. Yeah. And I will say this. I remember our family, we didn't like go march and fight it, but we fought it. You know, we mm-hmm. didn't like it. We were, we hated it that mm-hmm. we liked our paper bags. Yeah. And then it took a while before we could even have an option of both or, yeah. you know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. people need to balance things. You know, they, they just go drastic like a pendulum, you know, mm-hmm. one, one, one way or another drastically. Yeah. yeah. Well, but because they're going to ban these, they're trying to ban these plastic. Well, guess what? They're gonna they're gonna swing back the other way and say nothing but plastic or you know they're gonna yeah. go go back. Well, and the, again, it's just, it's the we idea. And we should go. <laughs> well, maybe I don't know. We got enough. We got enough marijuana farms out here. We could totally go. No, hemp, no, right? just hemp. Well, you can. That way, it's natural. You can, yeah, but then you can get you know double double the bang. So yeah, you can't. Uh, you don't get high off a of hemp. No, I, I, I'm just saying whatever the extra pieces, they can turn that into paper. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can do all kinds of things. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Sorry. I thought right. you meant like you get Use high it. and you can make uh, bags. Yeah. Sorry. So the um, anyway, so the the idea of like paper bags, um, I, I kind of find it interesting because paper bags, you know, obviously come from paper, which is a wood product, which is a renewable mm-hmm. product. Right. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true, Dave. It's Thank true. You. It's enlightening. <laughs> Learn everything. Right here on the show. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so I think that's a good thing, right? It's a renewable thing, right? That should be something that people support. Well, the argument is is that it it takes too many trees, right? We're cutting down our forests, and then you know we're we're depleting the forest, which is you know the items that have the tendency to clean the environment and provide homes for the spotted owl and all these other things, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's this, you know this pressure to, you know, be natural, but then this pressure not to destroy the the livelihood of our animals, right? Well, you introduce plastics, and, you know, plastics are easy to make. They, they take up a whole lot less space, right? In some cases, they are a lot less expensive. And they last um, forever. And they, well, <laughs> and sometimes they do, but I think that we could also change some of the materials that are used in, in plastics and then have them de- decompose faster. I know they've done some of those uh, innovations in sure. other materials, right? But it just seems like the, the pendulum that you're talking about is constant. Like everyone keeps going back and forth. It's the same arguments that we have with uh, with electricity, right? Oh, you right. got to go natural. Oh, you know, you got to go solar or, or wind, right? And then we got to get rid of the dams because the dams, um, you know, restrict fish populations and all this other stuff. But the dams are like, that's one of the best ways of it making it. Hydro is one of the best ways because it's constant, okay. right? I mean, solar is only a certain number of hours during the day, same as, as wind. Um, and then, of course, you've got all these batteries that you have to have if you're going to have something that's kind of off the grid. But, um, but there's always these environmental pushes, right? And And it's not really the free market that's making the um the balance of of those things and i'm I'm a free market person and i think the the ban on plastic bags and and even straws right straws are banned too i think those are things that the government should get out of the way and let the marketplace take care of if we're having environmental you know impacts um you know there are ways to deal with those things without the government coming in and saying no we're going to ban this even though banning the bag really hasn't decreased the number of plastics um, that are getting into oceans or streams or yeah, ground. It's because they haven't banned the bags. <laughs> that's the, they, yeah, you they, just have to buy them. Right. They're just making it it's, uh, that's more the difficult. Thing that just ticks me off is right. nobody has a solution. The solution is you pay money. Yeah. 
Well, this, it, but if you look at it from the other the other side of it, is really are the bags are they causing the biggest environmental impact? Is that something we should be focusing our energy on? Because to create a policy, right, a law, requires a certain amount of resources from a lot of different people, right? And then to have a, a government agency like DEQ to track it and report on it, that's another uh, thing, right? Plus all the advertising, right? Because when the ban the bag thing sort of came out, there was a lot more advertising sure. about it. Uh, and then the cost to the businesses to... Um, you know, to change the type of uh, uh, bags that are being used. Well, and Like and you said before, if, if they're being forced to, you know, companies have to, you know, send in a log of, of how many people are taking the yeah, bags. Yeah, right. Sounds like a pretty serious issue, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, how about this? They're taking Sounds like they're making it to be a pretty serious issue. I'll yeah. say that. Yeah. If they're going to do all of that, unless, unless there's something deeper. Well, I, I, again, I think it's a lot of just it's a it's a power thing. I think government just likes to be in power and control and be able to to do things because they have the, the ability to do things. I don't know if the bags is like the biggest issue, environmental issue. I mean, to me, there's a lot of resources being put into this uh, this law that if if we didn't have the law and we took that money would we could we put that towards something that actually would have an impact like maybe it's a cleanup thing right, right? well that won't have an impact because they're not like like literally if they were to stop i mean literally mm -hmm. t and take all the plastic bags you can't buy them you can't use them you're not making new ones mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. But it's going to get deep, you know, no, no garbage bags for your liners for your. Oh, bag. right. Yeah. Where does it stop? <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but I guarantee you'll see something different for sure. Mm -hmm. But you can't just say that you're done. You know, ban you can't just say that you're going to ban bags and then they're sitting right there. You just buy them. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not going to, it's not going to remedy anything. Yeah. Well, but, I, I, again, I think this is one of those areas that, uh, you know, you being a conservative in a more liberal area, um, oh. you know, you don't have like, for instance, if you lived in Idaho, right, I'm sure that the laws over there um, are much more, you know, capitalistic. I think that they're probably still having, you know, this idea that uh, uh, people have freedoms and liberties that they want to hang on to, right? There are, it would just be a kind of a different environment to live in, uh, let alone maybe the the personal pressures, right, of, well, of people on the other side. Right, because that, yeah, that's the other part is, is we're just talking about the laws and stuff, but, you know, when you go to a, a restaurant mm -hmm. and you go... Um, Oh, do you have? Can I get a straw? Right. And they're like, "Oh, you're one of those straw people." Right. No. There's have a you stigma. Not seen that video? <laughs> that turtle had a straw right up there. Yeah. Well, they got it out. Yeah. I saw it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I care a lot. I just. But, I, my my point is is they even get little badges now. Right. Over a flipping straw right. because I have to ask. I'm not kidding. I have to ask my wife that. There was something like, like I think they questioned her. It might have been at the movie theater. Mm -hmm. A movie theater. We get like freaking six gallons right. of, <laughs> of soda pop. Right. And and I think she got kind of smart with my wife about it. And she, I think my <laughs> wife said, "You need to give me two or something." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, gotta like the big gulp. Like, you gotta control. Hands. Like I, I, that's another little. <laughs> mm -hmm. We should go through and see. Uh, go find out. What all these all these little badges that people get mm -hmm. and where they get them from? It's such a straw a, badges. It's sort. It's such a like a Portlandian sort of. Uh, oh, you can get shamed right? for asking for a straw. Yeah. it's an option. Well, what, what we can't give it to you, but it's there. It it, it drove me crazy that um, yeah, I, unfortunately I do eat uh, fast food and uh, fatty, <laughs> and, and so and so I'll go through the drive through and. I have to remember to ask for a straw because it really pisses me off. I'll drive away and I want to have a, a drink while I'm driving, soda pop, and I won't have a straw. And there's this stupid lid that you can't get off with one hand, right? 
And when you do, it squeezes it, and then where does all the liquid go? In your car while you're driving. It's so You've seen it happen, or has this happened to you? I might have had this experience oh, once. So, but it's like, it's so irritating that people edit in through a, like a drive-thru, you know that these people are going to have this meal to go in their car. And you think that that would be a safety issue? Why don't you set them up to be able to, to do this thing um, as they have for years? But instead, no, they're going to change it. And then the other is, is they start putting in these uh, uh, paper straws. Now that's irritating, especially when you're drinking soda because the paper has this uh, reaction with the CO2, and so now you get all this foamy stuff as you're drinking through that it's a straw. Bunch of crap. And then, of course, if you if you, I mean, I've been guilty of it. Left it in my car for a few hours, came back, still ice, you know, in the cup, but the straw had already deteriorated. Yeah. I you hate have to that. down it. Oh my god! And then and then you have an option of those uh, metal metal straws. Uh-huh. If you want to bust your fucking teeth yeah, out, right, oh right. my gosh! Right. We ha- no, and I I've just just tapped them. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. or or hit a filling. I have a oh two yeah two or three of those. Yeah, and a little shock to the system. Yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I it, that stuff just absolutely drives me crazy. And and to me, it's it's so unnecessary. Like, why do you have to, like, keep needling your population, right, with this stuff? And in most cases, like for Oregon, it's these are things that are not passed by the people. These are just folks in the legislature that are making these decisions. And, you know, there's not enough people who are motivated enough to, to, to go back and, and argue against it, you know, or, yeah. or vote out the people who voted them in. So, to me, it's... It's very aggravating, very aggravating. Because you can't do anything. Yeah. Well, and, you know, they have at the restaurants, I think it's like a $25 fine for every time um, that someone, and I don't know who's monitoring this, but at any time that they give a customer a straw without the customer asking, asking. for one, right? $25 fine every instance it happens. So, um, you know, if... You know, if you're at the restaurant, make sure you're asking for your straw. Yep. Now, keep in mind, though, for me, when I go to a restaurant, I don't normally drink out of a straw anyway. I do like to drink out of a regular cup. So the, you know, the idea is it's not soda, it's probably beer, and I don't want to drink beer out of a straw. But when I'm going through the drive-thru, when I'm, you know, getting food to go, uh, my my beverage has to have a straw. Um Otherwise, it's everywhere in the car. I mean, there's a reason the coffee cup has, you know, a lid. Um, but it's so ridiculous the government is influencing, you know. So, you know. I just wish it would make a little sense, you know, once in a while. I don't think it's very logical to me, you know. Um, I want to ask you about this. So I, I didn't know that this was a thing until I saw... Uh, a little sign on uh, it was like I think it was like a, at a, one of those little quickie mart deals and they had a, a sign that said there was some sort of like coin shortage you yeah. heard it? have you heard about this yeah I heard about it a few months back I didn't know we we're still having an issue I'm still seeing signs I don't know if there is an issue because every time I, I don't pay with cash very often but every time that I have paid with cash I've gotten change back yeah so is it really that big of an issue I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Some people say that 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 the they're just like trying to get back all the coins mm-hmm. and to get rid of them, so there is mm-hmm. you know none of that kind of currency. But I, I'm not too sure. I've never seen any issue with it, but yeah. then again, oh boy! But then again, I don't buy anything. I always had a joke like I make money, my wife spends it. <laughs> uh-huh. I still, yeah, whatever I had my wallet is the same thing mm-hmm. I had my wallet uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy anything. So well, it, but all all kidding aside, I have I haven't seen or noticed any issue with the sh- the coin shortage. I don't understand mm-hmm. it because they were buying it back. Where you could like you know a little bit more than its value. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not too sure. I don't get it. I, yeah. I know they're, they're, they also had mentioned that they didn't want people because to hoard all the coins and mm-hmm. stuff because people's are lately been hoarding a lot of things from mm-hmm. 
coins to toilet paper and yeah to, to bullets and so maybe that was a way for them to release some of that so they didn't have to make more yeah but I'm speculating. I don't. I don't know if there's really a. Coin well, shortage. I, I I did a little bit of quick research uh, for the show because you know I do a lot to prepare for. No, I don't really actually. Um, but I did look up the coin thing because I was curious. Like, how is this a thing, right? Well, uh, the uh, the feds say that they've been cranking out coins uh, more than they have in the past. And that the problem is, is that it's a circulation issue. Like there's plenty of coins being produced and that there are places they say that because the spending habits of people, especially with COVID, is that uh, there's fewer people actually um, buying with coins or cash. Most everything is via plastic, right? right? Or it's online, you know, a lot more online stuff. You're going out to dinner, you're no longer giving a tip you know, cash in hand or whatever, it's it's an order from home and, and Grubhub or Uber Eats are delivering it, right? Um, so there's a, a, a different way of, uh, you know, of, of transactions and there's, there's just no paper or, you know, metallic, you know, coinage or whatever being, uh, you know, transferred between people. And so I thought, well, that's interesting. If that's the case, then why wouldn't these businesses be able to get the coins from these other places? Because if you're buying in plastic, you're not getting change in return. Right. So where is the change going? And if the feds are still producing a lot, why isn't it getting to the banks, the banking system and from the banks to the businesses? Cause that's always been the way it is. Right. Right. Cause there's not a whole lot of people or, who are paying in change even when we were paying with dollar bills. Correct. Right. Right. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't fully get it. I don't see no, why this is a problem. I this would be a good conspiracy. Sinister, something sinister going on. Right. Yeah. Like, like, like what you were saying is, is that, that they were making some because of the circulation. Mm-hmm. Well, what if they are, you know, they're, they're buying it back and then, mm-hmm. and they're just literally trying to coax people into, to, uh, to literally take it away so it doesn't get circulated so it is a changeless mm-hmm. system. Yeah, but I don't get why people would hoard change. In, it's really? Because, I mean, there's not much. Have you I not mean, met it, your, your grandma? <laughs> I mean, even I have a little bit of stash of change. I mean, it's just a empty your pockets and throw it in there. Some people collect. My mom has like a five gallon thing yeah i know pennies. that's what my grandpa it's or just my grandma easy used little to have. yeah quote savings yeah that big old jar it's a like a beer carboy for those of you who are home brewers um and uh and yeah my grandparents would just throw coins into it all the time and you know by the time that thing fills up i mean I, who knows how much is in there i don't know that they ever spent any of it but that, even at that that's that's not a common thing I mean, they did right <laughs> i mean that's generations in the past maybe we're hoarding coins but uh yeah the value is not high enough to make any sense you know i, I could see people hoarding like dollars right paper money well i i hoarded seven or eight hundred of those um oh the susan b anthony those gold ones yeah is yeah. that what I'm talking about? Those little gold dollars. I can't remember if it was a Sacagawea. Yeah, yeah, Susan. maybe. And because yeah. um, I had little change machines at work, I'd put in five and I only, mm-hmm. and so I'd buy like a soda or whatever I wanted and I'd just take the other ones and I threw right. it in. Yeah. And I didn't even realize how much I had. Mm-hmm. I was just thrown into a little gun case I had mm-hmm. and it got heavy. And oh, I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, I have hundreds of yeah. dollars. I was I, yeah. So I just decided to blow it. Just yeah. for fun. I didn't. I wasn't keeping it for any reason. Yeah. I used to use those for uh, uh, the tooth fairy for my kids. I'd give them one of those coins. So, um, uh, I, yeah. I, no, um, <laughs> I, I used to uh, go into the banks and uh, ask for a couple of 50 cent pieces and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to keep them in the car. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> Let's not admit to anything. Um, on, hey, on it's way <laughs> past um, the statute of limitations. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And then you got they more were, responsible. They were truly only defense mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never started anything. 
Yeah, now you now you have a loudspeaker, so. And in fact, <laughs> I've really mellowed out. That's all I got. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, I think it's it's it, to me it's interesting to see you know coins and stuff. It's just it's not a practical thing in in today's you know business world to be using coins. Um, things cost a lot, and you know what I don't get is if if for instance this was a real issue for businesses, then why not just tweak your your pricing structure? and make whole amounts, right? Oh. Right? I mean, instead of having that that $1.99 thing, just make it two bucks, and then you don't have to worry about the change. Because they were talking about coin shortage, not dollars shortage, right? right? So why not just... At least for your own self, fix yourself a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have to worry about... Yeah. Coughing up. Well, and and especially if, if this is the direction that you think that things are going to go, then put a little effort into the pricing structure. Here. You know, I get the psychological side of seeing something that's, uh, you know, $1.99 or whatever, yeah. right? Because you don't see that bigger number. But Just I think... Just fine print underneath, say it's really $2. Yeah. <laughs> but th- to me, it, it it's like that does, seems a little irrelevant. Like if, if you're having a shortage from making change, just change your pricing structure just by that one penny, mm-hmm. right? Or that, you know, nine cents or whatever it is. Uh, that would, to me, seem to solve that problem. It'll solve some of it for sure. You know. I mean, at least your own personal issues. Yeah. From not having to go get change to break it. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I don't... You it only actually get get it coming in. Well, and I don't. It hasn't happened to me because every time I've seen the sign, I'm buying with card, and the few times that I have with dollar bills, I've just gotten change back. But for the folks that are spending, you know, you know, five dollars for a four ninety five item, and they say, "Oh, sorry, we can't. We don't have any change." Did the store just make five cents? And is that a big enough gain for them where you know they can keep playing that game? Boy, right? you would be surprised. <laughs> I mean, how many transactions a day are, are they getting, right? Does that does that nickel, you know, add up? Right? Oh my gosh. Cuz a fraction of a cent adds up. Well, sure, but not, you know, if if 90% of your customers are buying with card, does it really add up? I don't I don't know. I mean, to me, it might be that they just decide, well, if you're not giving me my change back, Give me my five dollars back, and I'll go someplace else. Yeah, you know, I I don't know how it would impact, but I don't know. I, I t- it's just a weird thing for me. I don't totally get it. But anyway, uh, what other stuff do you have uh, on your on your list there, Dave? Anything anything weird uh, going on? No, nothing weird. I know that we're getting ready for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Christmas is. But I think it's less than 10 days, so mm-hmm. I don't know what it is anymore, yeah. but it's right around the corner. So, And what I mean, what I'm trying to do is get ready for Christmas is my wife, she's amazing. She's decorates and everything, and mm-hmm. and I got to get my head right. I don't feel – and I you know there's got to be other people like me out there that I can't get into the spirit of Christmas. It's hard. I know it's hard for me sometimes – from year to year, but man, this year it's, it's like, I don't feel like I have the luxury of, mm-hmm. of, of being selfish and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I have had so many things going on, um, that takes time and mm-hmm. care to, to, to do. And it's, and, and, and everything's shaky. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a weird time of year combination of all the yeah. other things that are going and, on. And I'm supposed to be happy and stuff. And Yeah, and but have you been that way? Because I, I always thought that, that you and I were very similar in that we're a relatively bah humbug t- type of, uh, you know, Christmas celebrator. Is that not true? It's true. I've been <laughs> trying real hard to not be that. And because especially when I, since I had my daughter and, mm. and I have a great, I have a, trust me, I have a great time with my, my family every Christmas and I and I actually look forward to that time with my family mm-hmm. m- more than it happened to be Christmas. Mm-hmm. But I also it's a lot of it is because I also don't um you know I don't get to pay too much attention to what Christmas really is. You know, it's the whole mm-hmm. Santa Claus part mm-hmm. not 
the birth of Jesus part. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, but, um, but anyways, this year is, I'm, I am always bah humbug, but I'm really was trying <laughs> last year. I, I, I really tried to pull my head out of my butt a little bit <laughs> and I did enjoy it. And, and I felt the spirit of giving a little bit more than mm-hmm. usual. And, I don't know. It felt good, and I was hoping I could add to it, mm-hmm. and and I'm trying. Yeah, it's really hard. I'm I'm a little bit worse than a typical bah humbug, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, I I I'm in the same same boat as you. I I'm not a a terribly well, you know, as you know, I I'm not a religious guy, um, and so the idea of Christmas. Uh, is not a religious experience for me, right. um, but I grew up very religious, and I, I was not a big fan of Christmas uh, a lot of my childhood, mainly because I felt like there was this really big buildup to something that's going to be so spectacular, and then it was always kind of a letdown, oh, right? You're talking about and your first time you had sex? No, no. Oh. No, I'm definitely not. No. Um <laughs> Well, now that I think about it, no, 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 I'm not going to go into that story. So, but, but there's this, there's this anticipation, right? There's this spirit in the air. And then, and then by the time Christmas gets here, it's like, uh, it's just kind of, you know, not, not terribly exciting. Now as a parent, you know, um, to me, the, the, the Christmas spirit and all the festivities and the decorations and all that stuff can get exciting for the kids. And I try to provide a Christmas that my kids will not uh, be disappointed, right? Um, not that my parents disappointed me, you know, in this whole thing, but that's just the, my experience growing up. I didn't have a whole lot of money. The, the the gifts were not always, you know, grand and, and not necessarily what I wanted. Um, you know, so maybe it was a selfish thing. But as an adult, uh, I, I don't, get excited about it and my wife loves decorating and um you know to me i wish i could take a pill and enjoy it yeah they do to me it must be nice i i have this so before before i i stopped believing in god um i felt like christmas had turned into this commercialized um holiday that that took away from you know, the birth of Christ and, and the religious stuff that goes along with it. And so I kind of went through that phase where, you know, I had now a reason to not like Christmas because it, it, it wasn't representing what I thought Christmas was supposed to represent. Now that I'm not uh, not a believer. Um, Santa's not half bad. I, yeah. <laughs> well, now it's like, well, should I change my mindset and just be festive and appreciate, uh, you know, the you know, the spirit, uh, of Christmas. But even, even now I have a hard time because I, I feel like I need to provide and, uh, I'll be obligated to it's a Valentine's day. do these. Yeah. Right. And thank goodness that, you know, I've got a, a wonderful wife who does most of the, the Christmas shopping and loves to do the decorations and all this stuff. And, um, you know, I helped her set up the wreath, and I helped her cut down the tree. I think that's all I helped her with. Um, so I did contribute. I cut down the tree. <laughs> yeah. That's all I kind of did. Um, hey, so, I stayed the hell out of my wife's way. That's a big deal. Yeah. See, that's what I should start saying. See? Mm-hmm. I stayed out of her way. Uh, so, yeah, I feel a little a little guilty there, I suppose. But, um, but now I, I still feel like there's this obligation to do things for other people. And... I'd like to do things for other people because I know that they're going to appreciate it, not because I'm obligated to do it. And I'd rather Christmas do it on a regular obligation. Tuesday than have it on a date. Right. That's why I'm kind of like mm-hmm. with with the Valentine's Day thing mm-hmm. is <laughs> to me because I don't love you more on that day. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I yeah. love you a lot. It's just <laughs> on that day it's yeah. and I don't need that. It's not a. It's such a joke to me when you say it's a special day. Mm-hmm. When it's forced upon you, mm-hmm. it's everybody's special day. <laughs> right. Well, that you know, I I really do like to have a a random day. Is is you know like what I like to like. Oh, it's gonna suck. It's been a while. It's, I'm about due to do it again. But like, um, <laughs> I'll leave like twenty five or even forty little little tiny notes mm-hmm. all over her vehicle and in her bag, all yeah. over the place. You know, yeah. so she could run into them for a long yeah. time and. 
And I like to do that on a random day, yeah. not not be forced not to be do forced it. Not be forced to yeah. do it, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's it's Hell, you know, you're a much better husband uh than I am. Uh <laughs> I don't I don't do that kind of stuff very very often, but um I I'm a I'm kind of a handyman at home, so so when there's something that needs to be done in a handyman style, then you know, I'll put my work belt on and be handy. She appreciates that, but I'm not I don't know, because I, I would consider myself I, I would consider myself like a romantic. But you would my my this, wife probably would she wouldn't. consider yourself a romantic. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she would. <laughs> no, I I will funny. say I am a romantic, but I will say that I I allow a little bit too much time to mm-hmm. lapse. To pass you know? between yeah, romantic gestures. I, I enjoy I get it probably more out of it than they do. Mm-hmm. I mean than she does. They. <laughs> my daughter. I was talking about my You're daughter. T- yeah, the whole family. And my mommy. Family, right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, well, I, I again, this whole Christmas, you know, thing. I think at some point, um, you know, I'll probably uh, not feel those those obligation pre- pressures. Right. That right. It'll it'll feel a little bit more like natural. That yeah, that's when your kids so. get the hell out of your house. Well, it's there, natural because you don't have to celebrate it now. Right. And you don't have to. Well, and you know, to be honest, the kids are probably the easy part, right? Shopping for, for my wife is, is a lot more difficult. What's even more difficult I found is, is for work people. Cause you know, I have worked that's with the a lo- easiest. Don't well, get them shit. <laughs> well, see, that's, that's the where the problem is. Cause then there's the guilt when they get you something and then you didn't get them. I something. Say, hey, you didn't have to do that. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't do that. Yeah. It's, it's, I know it was kind of rough. I mean, there was a time where some of our friends stopped buying gifts for each other. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm pretty good with, I don't have to buy a gift for anybody. Mm-hmm. Like there was a time that I, Rodney and we would always get each other something, but mm-hmm. somewhere in the last 15, 17 years mm-hmm. ago, yeah, we decided, eh, we're good. Yeah. How about this? Yeah. You know, I was going to spend 20 on you. You were going to spend 20 on me. Let's just keep it. (laughs) (laughs) Just say, you know, but, but but it's not that I don't mind it. I mean, I still have a gift that they got me over 20 years ago. Yeah. All the time, but it's, I don't know. I I, like it to be spontaneous. If there's going to be a magic in anything, it it needs to be something spontaneous. I know there's holidays, so you have to, they come up on you every year, Mm -hmm. but I think maybe that is also another part of, making for me keeping it magical is because it's forced on me mm-hmm. so my personality who wants to make it special and spontaneous is how am i going to make this year special and spontaneous when it's the same thing every year mm-hmm. and so yeah i don't know i try I, to dive in and find out why i'm such a bah humbug grinch about it things yeah i agree with you i, I think the sponta- spontaneity is is important and you know uh, I, you know once in a while i'll i'll you know, kind of get out of that and, you know, do a gift thing because I think that someone would appreciate it yeah. um, because I found something that is, is right for them. But then the obligation to get something and then I have to do, I put in a lot of effort to figure out, okay, well, you know, what do you get for someone who has everything that they want? Right. Well, that's a lot of work <laughs> and maybe I am selfish. I'm a jerk and I, I don't want to put in that kind of effort because I see that when the gift is, is given, it's like one of many other gifts from other people. And it just, it's over like that. Uh, for me, if, if it's something that's spontaneous, there's so much more appreciation for, you know what you thought of me, you know, and you didn't have to. Yeah. There's, there's something nice about that feeling Well, for at work. What you do, you give out everybody these little, make little coupons mm-hmm. like, you could touch me three times this year and I will not turn you into HR. You can touch me inappropriately three times. Oh, that's a great idea. I, I, I know it's, it, I do get it. It's okay. There's a gal I work with super, super cool gal does her job. Great. And, um, and she always offers me food. Hey, do you want to try this one? That one? I, I decline everything and she's offered a lot. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad. I'm like, oh, you're just too kind. No, I'm good. And I'm like, I'm starving over here. Yeah. But I don't want to have it. I don't want. How about this? I just don't want 
to grow. I know this sounds bad. I don't want to grow my relationship. Our relationship is really good at work. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and we are personal. We've talked about personal things, but I don't, man, I just don't want to get any further. Yeah. You know, I know it's, it doesn't seem like much, but yeah. it's. No, that, that totally makes sense because there are some people like I will actually con- consciously think, okay, well, I, I don't know that I want to do that because that takes the relationship to a, another place and I'm not prepared to maintain it there. Oh, right. Dustin, I met him at work mm-hmm. and, and his personality is really, really funny guy. And, and, um, he's easy to get along. Right. With. Yeah. And, oh, shoot. What was I going to say? And, <laughs> oh, there's a notepad. I know it. Um, but there are those people, right, who like it doesn't they don't require really much effort. You know, my wife will give me a hard time because at, at certain times it was yeah. like even even hanging out with you. It's like, you know, we'd go months without speaking. But then as soon as we would catch up, you know, and we, you know, come over or, you know, uh, you go on a road trip with me and you'd see my mom or something. It was like that time didn't pass. Right. Right. And my wife couldn't understand that that's okay for our relationship. You know, like we don't have this obligation where we have to keep in touch constantly. Um, She doesn't get that. And to me, those are like the relationships that I absolutely love because, (laughs) yeah, because, because it doesn't require um, this ongoing obligation of time. It's very comfortable. We have a a certain type of relationship, a childhood friend of mine that, you know, um, Beth, uh, she and I were really close growing up. We went to school together um, up until like from, I mean, kindergarten all the way up until uh, we, we went different ways for our high school, but we still maintain in contact. Well, now we see each other once a year and it's like a text on new year's happy new year. We should get together, you know, have coffee and we'll go several months and then maybe March or April will come by and we'll go, Oh yeah, we should go have coffee. And then we actually do go have coffee. You know, uh, I, she and I get along great, always great conversations, but, uh, our relationship is not complicated, right? You know, seeing each other once a year is still okay. You know, um, that's, those are the kind of relationships that, that, you know, I appreciate. Right. So I know that sometimes when, especially if it's like a coworker, you know, where that current level is and do you want to go to that other level? Yeah. Because is it going to be hard that's to maintain what I was that? Dustin, mm-hmm. it was, I was concerned about, you know, you know, I, I don't, I have enough friends, you know, mm-hmm. I, do I really want to, you know, have another buddy? Yeah. You know, I, I, I couldn't help it. I like him a lot. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but it's rare though. Mm-hmm. I can't go, <clears throat> just go make buddies and go do stuff with them personally. It just doesn't right. seem, I don't want to, I don't want to get that way with you, buddy. <laughs> you know, where you have yeah, a good right. thing going at work. Yeah. I just don't want to. Yeah. I don't want you to come over and go shooting and just in case, you know, I don't need you to be what you're doing this weekend. Yeah. Well, and you know, and there's that amount of time that you have to dedicate to any of your friends. Well, yeah. And so I used you as an example of (laughs) like, dude, I never even get to see Scott. What makes you think I'm going to be able to have this guy here? You know, yeah. Believe it or not, you know, I am, I am busy. If you, if you do catch me sitting and lounging, it's because I damn near deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even though I'm not like working my butt off at work these days, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's a struggle to flip and be there. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, having, having free time just to kind of, you know, get away from all the other obligations of life and, and, you know, have a, a space for clear your mind or put your mind towards something else that's creative, you know, your painting that you do mm-hmm. or, you know, rolling cigars that I do. So anyway, I, to me, the idea is, uh, balance your life out, you know, have a good circle around you that, that you don't feel like are draining you of energy. Um, and, uh, and you should be relatively happy. You well, know? I kind of, I kind of mentioned it is, is even more so than what you said, not, not just not draining, but have the people that can blow, blow wind in your sails, mm-hmm. you know, and you're yeah. one of the people that do, yeah. do that to me. And, mm-hmm. and, and I just have to say it because there was another guy that, that did that to me and he had passed away and that was my buddy Lance and, mm-hmm. and he didn't do it 
in 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 deep ways like with you he was just a radiator of energy mm. and whenever i was around <laughs> him he just made mm -hmm. me feel young and and energetic and yeah. and like a fun person but but i i need i definitely need more of those people around to help me not not just suck the life out of me but yeah. to yeah. actually give me my give, help help me with my energy yeah and bring my up your energy process, my thought processes yeah give me some well i'm, I'm glad i could be that uh that person there yep. yeah yep. Well, yep. that's good I'm, you have been i have purpose the wind now. beneath my wings before <laughs> oh, i love yeah. it all right, Dave. Well, uh, let's wrap up the show. What do you say? It's, Dang it. Well, you know, we don't have to. We can talk for another couple hours if you want. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> well, shall I, shall I leave us with a, another quote? Is yes. that all right? Yes. All right. Another person that you probably, uh, well, you know, but maybe half our listeners don't know. The famous John Wayne. Love that guy. Um, Duke. The Duke. Yeah. Uh, life is hard. And it's harder if you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so don't be stupid because that just makes your life a lot harder. Uh, yeah. Beautifully said. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, all of you. And uh, for those of you who are watching, um, hopefully you enjoyed the show. Remember, share this with other folks that you think might be interested. And uh, find us online at nevertoserious.com. And if you're interested in sending us a little hello or maybe some topic ideas, uh, send it to mailbag at nevertoserious.com. So until we see you next time, good night. Have a good night.